Hi, welcome to Almost Cooperstown. I'm Mark. And this is Gordon. And we love talking about baseball. This podcast was first supposed to be about Aaron Judge and Babe Ruth and could they play in if they played in alternate eras, what would it be like? And then it morphed into sort of defending a player where we were going to talk about, well, who who was better, Shohei or Babe Ruth? But Right, then Otani got into the yeah, conversation. Then we, we started talking about Otani because it was a better comp than Judge because he, he's a pitcher and a hitter like Ruth was. But then it just didn't feel right comparing them in that way because defend your player is like, oh, one is discernibly better better than another and i think it just doesn't work when you're talking about these guys because the errors are so different that you know you almost might say that you know babe ruth was the olden days shohei otani in some respects because they they did things differently in their careers and and they all have things they do that none of the others can do or do so that's kind of a cool thing Mm -hmm. um and and so right i was first looking at the thinking about um we talked about aaron judge and and babe ruth well it it doesn't really come out well for aaron judge other than the fact that the game is so different today and he's still able to dominate in in a somewhat similar way he has not played nearly the number of years we're not trying to put make that comparison right but you know it is interesting because in the respects to Ruth and Judge, what's nice about the comparison, and Otani too, because Otani is a physical freak of nature, physical yes. freak of nature, but Judge and Ruth were oversized compared to the rest of their peers. And that was a big part of what made Ruth specifically famous was he was like a giant among men on the baseball field. When you look at his, you know, his stats, uh, Ruth was six foot two, two hundred and fifteen pounds. And by the way, there were times, uh, and we'll talk about that a little bit, I mean, that he got to two seventy. Well, well, yeah, but if he's six two, two fifteen, he's honestly about my size. He's, he's like maybe an inch taller. At the time, though, you think about that. Nobody then, was that. He big. was a giant, so his appetites were were legendary in terms of what he actually ate. His physical stature, um, and and the things that's hard about about Babe Ruth sometimes is all we see today are these grainy black and white films of a sort of a stiff legged Babe Ruth running like Waddle. like he's yeah like he's in a bathtub or something like that right. and you're seeing thing, one you're seeing things from the end of his career there because that's generally going to be where the video footage was available or from. better video at least was, was from later in his career when he was not the same athlete but it is also just you only have this perception of him as this relatively unathletic guy though I'm sure if you took choice clips from Judge you could paint him as unathletic athletic and 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 of course the way that ruth did it is different than the way that otani did it so what makes otani so special is that he is doing the hitting and the pitching at the same time and ruth did some of that but not very much and, and before he transitioned to, the, to a full-time hitter and not to the success he was not an mvp level hitter and an mvp level pitcher at the same time that's sort of what sets otani apart is that while well, he didn't win the cy young or the mvp last season he won the mvp in 2021 but he didn't win it last season he put up numbers that you could argue would put him in i mean the guy had a 184 era over 185 innings as a pitcher and I, also hit like 40 homers so i try i try to came up with if you look at babe ruth's season in 1918 mm-hmm. okay so the red sox win the world series he is a pitcher and a hitter that season but not to the degree that Otani was in 2021. Exactly. So to your point, so he, he played 95 games as a hitter, um, and he batted 325, and he 
uh, led the league with 11 home runs. So this is important because this is two years before the end of the dead ball era. Right. 11 so, homers led the league. Right. So you, you think about, okay, if you play that two more years later, does he hit 30? Well, he hit 29, actually, uh, okay. I think the very next year. So that's the year before the dead ball era is is concerned. Then the first year of the, of the non-dead ball era in 1920, he hit 54. Right. So obviously, he was definitely being suppressed in that 1919 season by the dead ball, where he led the league with 11. And so pitching-wise in 1918, um, he also, you know, uh, was a slow. He had 19 starts, um, which, you know, that's close to Otani's 23 starts in 2021. So I tried to sort of compare, uh, right. you know, the, 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 the seasons. And he went 9-2, and two, and he, he pitched very well. Um, but Otani had 155 uh, games that year. He batted in 155 right. games. He hit 46 homers. He threw way more innings. He, he threw about 30 more innings. Yeah. So, so – I just think it's so much more impressive that Shohei is able to do that. And Babe Ruth, that was the only season in which he really did those two things significantly well enough to stat that way. Right. Because, like, because going forward, then he did less and less pitching. And, and more and more hitting. And, and he became just, he became Babe Ruth, the hitter at that point. Right, right. And so, and, and the hitter was so good. So it, I, it's hard for me to see Otani transitioning to a full-time hitter and having the impact on hitting that Babe Ruth have after he stopped pitching. I think that that's a probably a pretty true statement because Otani's already hitting for a full season right now, basically. And it's hard for me to believe that if he suddenly wasn't pitching, his hitting statistics would go up by such an unbelievable amount that it would offset that. And so I think that is something you have to discuss with Otani is that at a certain point, he's going to probably have to do just one of those things because it's hard to believe you could keep on being a top flight pitcher and hitter for 10 plus seasons but it, uh, nobody's ever done it before so how do you really say he can't keep nobody's doing ever done it? what he's done already right, before exactly <laughs> so it's like it's like how do you really say oh yeah tawny can't do it because he's already in uncharted waters well if steve Cohen's going to come in and give him you know five years for 350 million dollars like 70 it, million it'll be something stupid it will you know? be the he will get if if he does not he better pitch and hit though that's oh, what okay, I'm so, saying. let's put it this way otani will sign the biggest free if he's a free agent after the season he will sign the biggest contract and, and, and it kind of makes sense if you break it down so let's say uh, you know verlander and, and shirts are getting 43 million this year okay? right so so let's when, say that otani is a 40 million dollar pitcher maybe he's not a 43 million dollar right and then uh he's also, as a hitter he's also he's probably a, about a 30 million dollar exactly hitter. there's the 70 million a year and, and just from a business <laughs> Business perspective, you have to just think about it this for any team that's thinking about signing, signing this one player is worth it for you on a revenue basis alone because you instantly become the most popular and major league team in an entire country by signing him. He, he doesn't get injured. To, th- to think about what he's doing, I heard David Cohn talking the other day going, look, when I used to pitch back in the 80s, yeah. you know, I, I you know, I, I, I'd pitch, we'd be in bed the next day, you know, like it, we were really sore from the pitching. This guy goes out and hits two homers and, and doubles now, into the gap. I, I never <laughs> pitched in the major leagues like David Cohn, but I did pitch. And I, I would never say that the next day I couldn't swing a bat. Right, right. And and David Cohn was making a point to, right, to, right, to agree right, right. to. He's not, Dude, he's not saying that, but I just think it's interesting. Like, like, like I think it would be because he's not, it's not like he's playing the outfield the next day after he pitches. He DHs. That's true. Like that. Like, so you obviously when Ruth went out there and he played the outfield, actually, right, there's actually, a, there's actually there's, that's almost more impressive because I could they tell didn't you have the DH. So that's an important part, because if were there a DH when Babe Ruth played, he would have DH all the time. He would have DH all the time. A hundred percent. Because because I could tell you as somebody that pitched, I, it wouldn't have been hitting the next day. That would have been a problem. It would have been that I literally could not throw a ball in with any kind of velocity from the outfield. You wouldn't really like, want to. You no, know, it would yeah, be yeah. dangerous. It'd right. be dangerous to your. Well, arm. that's an interesting point, because there goes Ruth. He's in a, 
it's interesting. I looked at his career, and in the outfield, he played about half as many games in left field as he did in right field. And I'm not sure why I thought he played right field all the time as a lefty thrower, yeah. probably thinking that's where he threw. He averaged about ten assists a year for his 22 year uh, 22 Solid. year career. Right. He was. He had about a, a, about negative like 0.9 wars. Whatever. Not enough negative war. He was an average fielder right. by, the, he, by those he was standards. Not a detrimental fielder. It didn't out seem there. to be right based right. upon in, in terms of reading the stats. Um, so you know he. He went to a full-time hitter um, as he got, like I said, into 1919, he was more of a hitter, and he batted 322, okay? And then the first year that they had the dead ball era, Ruth goes up, he bats 376. The, um, in 21? In, in 1920. Oh, 1920. So the first year of the dead of the dead ball, 376, 378. Do you mean the last year of the dead ball? The fir- Well, the dead ball's over, right. right first right. year of the live ball. My, okay, my yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, I said it wrong. Um, so, and, and so he hits three, like I said, 376, 378, has a bad year in 1922. He only hits 315. A bad year. So, so let me just read you the consecutive ops plus yeah. for Ruth, because we talk about this stats, right? On base plus slugging. And it is, um, the plus is that it, it is for ballparks. Right. So it, it adjusts a little bit. So in 1919, he, 217. Mm-hmm. 255, 239, 182, 239, 220. He has a weird year in 1925, does Ruth, with the bellyache heard around the world. So, you know, the joke was he ate too many hot dogs, but he only played. Probably just uh, had like an actual ulcer. Right, right. No, it was, it was, it was something wrong with him. He had only played 100 games, uh, and, he, and he had a bad year for himself. Uh, but after that, he goes right back on the train, 226, 225, 206. My favorite is 1932. The Yankees won the World Series that year. He's 37 years old. Plays 113 games. He has an ops of 201, ops plus for the season at age 37. So to me, the ability to has be Aaron, able to has be- Aaron Judge ever had a season over 200? No, exactly. So I, I think it tells you one that we sometimes almost underplay Ruth's greatness to a degree these days. And I think it's interesting to think about like he was so good back then. I don't think he would be able to average 200 OPS plus. I don't think so. He was so much better than the other guys in a way. And, and of course, you know, the joke would be if you put Aaron Judge in 1920, you know, the way he looks and feels and he's physically today, I'm sure he would kill it, too. Uh, It would be interesting because I think you would run into different you would run into opposite arcs for both of them. I think Judge would start off at a higher spot than Ruth did, but I think he would come back down because Judge would lose access to a lot of the things that help make him great today, but would give him such an advantage over the other people. He wouldn't have the nutritional science in, this, in the work. I mean, people used to be like, oh, you shouldn't work out as a baseball player. You don't want to be too big. Yeah, how about Judge who, who plays at six foot seven, 280 pounds? What if he's about 325, right? Because he wasn't quite as in shape as... He, uh, he wasn't quite as in shape, and he's also a eating mountain garbage. Of a man up he's there. also eating garbage. Right, because that was of, available. Right, that, and so that would affect him, and I think Ruth would have the opposite arc, where I think he would struggle a lot coming out of the gate, because all of a sudden... Every pitcher he's facing is like the best pitcher he ever well, faced. Well, the first thing would go. Stuff. I mean, at one point they said he played it with a forty-two ounce bat, but that's yeah, sort they, of like mythical, right? Uh, <laughs> there would be he would have to adjust immediately because if he tried to swing a forty-two ounce bat at a hundred consistent hundred mile an hour fastballs, he just wouldn't hit anything. But but Ruth did uh, uh, swing a thirty-six inch, thirty-eight ounce bat. Right, but I mean that's that's a club. But you think about <laughs> with Ruth is Ruth would take a little bit to adjust, but the batting eye, the ability to hit the ball would still all be there. So what happens if you give Babe Ruth two months of proper exercise and diet with right? hundred years of sci- like scientific advancement? That guy would be in a completely different shape. Now, if he did that, who knows what kind of hitter he'd be? And so what he was able to do, and because. 
people were not anywhere near, as you point out, as fit. So that's how maybe Ruth was able to be so much better than everybody else because he was preternaturally amazing, right? right? And, and he was in good enough shape. So it wasn't like this guy was, you look at pictures, he wasn't like, you know, a two-ton, you know. some corpulent yeah, mass exactly. rolling around You see there. those, as you said, you see the, a lot of that film from late in his career when he wasn't the, you know, the trim guy who was much more athletic. I mean, the guy pitched and hit and could do it all, you right, know, right. and we so, don't tend to think of him. He stole bases. So you, you would bring him back and he would adjust, I think, pretty quickly once he got up to speed. But for him, the tricky part would be getting over that initial hump because he would come up and guys would be throwing pitches he's never seen before. Now, granted, it's also interesting to think about that. He's never seen a split finger before, but Aaron Judge has never seen a guy take a razor blade out to the mound and start <laughs> or, doctoring or, the or ball mid There's tobacco on the ball, right? You yeah. know, and the kind of thing is all brown and stuff. Like, what the heck is that thing? That's not a I, I can't even see it, you right. know? So, so the, you and know. how about the umpire trying to call Aaron Judge's strike zone in 1923 or something like that, right? This they, is a six point, like, I, I, everything's a strike. <laughs> it's, uh, everything's a, a strike. It's like, like, this guy's huge. Yeah, it right. must be a strike. It's already a problem today. I think Judge has the highest variance in his strike right. Balls right. compared to like any other player and that's something that's going to benefit him more than anybody else when you bring in abs right right because he's no longer going to have a strike zone that's like 15 percent bigger than everybody else and one thing that is i think similar a little bit in the way judge and ruth uh go as opposed to otani as a hitter um because otani's got a nice compact swing he's, he's not a heels swinging from the heels no. When, when Judge takes a cut, and you ever see Babe Ruth, some of those old films, him take a cut, he's like screwing himself into the ground. He's swinging so hard, right, which is which makes the called shot just so much more unbelievable. That like a guy that just swings from his heels, right, actually called a shot and did it. Now, there's, you know, there's been so many stories about that, and right. that happened in 1932, by the way, at age 37. So to me, that's what what's what's amazing is how good he was, and and it'll be a testament, right? If Judge, who's only about 30 or 31 there's, right now, there's really only one six players years from that player's greatness I can think of that, like in terms of being that elite level of a player that late into his career. There's only two. Actually, well, I can two, think of one who's playing right now. I can think of two, <laughs> but they don't play. They don't play baseball. Okay, I'm thinking I'm a baseball player. Who's actually. your baseball player? Nelly Cruz. Nelly Cruz. I mean, he's 41 he's, or 42. But he is not the. He's not arguably the best. Not even. Not even close. Right. right. To be the other two examples, like Ruth. Ruth was arguably the best player in baseball either at, at late age. At late age, LeBron. Yeah, yeah. And Tom Brady are the only other two guys. That's, I can, those are good comps. Are, are, in terms of the length of their career, where like LeBron this year at age 38 is still averaging 28, seven and seven. Yeah, which is just insane. And uh, Ruth was doing that too. He was having two hundred plus OPS uh, seasons, which is a number nobody gets today at all. <laughs> yeah, at age thirty-seven. So it speaks to how unusual, how much better he was than everybody else, that he was still able to do that at such an advanced age. And and again, compared to his peers. So the thing, you know, we go you go back to the hockey example of Gretzky scoring ninety-two goals when somebody else didn't even score, you know, sixty goals. He was so much better than everybody else, and that Ruth hit more home runs than teams. So he hit home run more home runs. Uh, 29 in 1919 then 10 major league baseball teams one more than the league average of 28 home runs per team and one guy ultimately <laughs> you have to think that like otani is kind of similar except it's just not in those overall kinds of statistics and, and that's that is due to the normalization by training and all that it's hard to be that much better today than everybody else <laughs> it, it just there's everybody works too hard they're too talented there's too many other good good players. players you're just not gonna so so you have to appreciate what otani's doing as being as great in some ways if not others right. that, that Ruth did simply because he's doing it against these amazing athletes. Otani is doing something that in a sense has never been done by being a great hitter and a great pitcher simultaneously. 
Right. That that in and of itself is as impressive as Ruth being both of those at different points in his career. And and the guys that hit against Otani as hitters aren't going uh, and working in the hotel, you know, in during in the yeah. offseason because they need the extra. Just one wild. So, so Otani had a start the other day, and after that start, his 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 average against guys third time through the lineup this season is zero. I, that's unbelievable to me. I, like I, you I, literally the third time through the he lineup. Gets better he gets, getting, he gets like, better. like they take guys out in the third time because i don't want to give him a look <laughs> right this guy's better this, this guy's year better this year i mean and he, he he's throwing the new christened sweeper which i guess is just what they're calling the slider yeah it's it's, it's basically i my understanding is an east to west slider with not as much downward break as the well, traditional right. slider the, that's, it's that's, interesting because traditionally that was thought of as the easier pitch to hit right because it's on the same plane because it's on the same plane but now i think what it is is that they're it's able to get enough movement that you started off in a place and then it ends up in another place and that's much harder to track with your bat than an up and uh, a more vertical drop where you can just drop the bat head to it just as you're swinging yeah yeah and i think um you know so so one thing we also talked about before the episode thinking about aaron as well he probably wouldn't have been allowed to play in 1923. Right. And we know Otani wasn't going to be allowed to play in 1923. He, he would actually probably had more success in 23 as compared to 43. Yeah, that, that would be true. Um, so I, I, it's hard to imagine, but I like trying to imagine these guys in the different eras and just uh, the, Ju- the reaction of the other players. Judge would have been okay because he's, I hate to say, he's white passing enough that unless somebody knew they but would it, just it, think it, he's a freak of nature. Right, right. He's just so big. And, and, and the average size of, of a man in 1923, I, I don't think it was five foot eight. Now, Judge would hit, if you gave him the live ball era back then, I shudder to think of the distance he'd hit some of those home runs off those pitchers. Well, that, that's interesting because we know the pitchers didn't throw quite as hard, although I, I took a look at saying, well, how much slower were the pitchers throwing 100 years ago? And, and the it's consensus the, is around 5% difference, not that big right, a difference. But you know what? 5% difference with the average speed. Four or five, five miles, miles an hour an hour. hour. Yeah. You're talking about guys throwing 92, 93 on average instead of 96, 97. But, and that means that's the average, which means there's a whole lot of guys that are throwing under that, too. So, so it, you know, we, we both agree that, Ruth, you couldn't s- swing that club uh, once you get up there, right? If you're throwing 96 miles an hour, I don't see how you can swing a 38-ounce bat and actually get it into, not, the, into the hitting not, zone. Not at the size Ruth was at. I don't even know. It wouldn't even matter. You got to be strong enough to lift the thing. Right, you have to be like judge's freakish size. So, so Ruth would scale down in today to you know he thirty four, thirty five. What judge's bat is like? What thirty? His is huge. And for for today, it's huge, but it's not you know it's not even close to like Ruth's thirty three ounces. It's it's still thirty three ounces. I think Alonzo swings one that's up there too. Uh, But so, but you know the players swing lighter bats than that. You know today the the you know trend has been over the years to be lighter and faster, and because F equals ma, right? You know faster the bats through the zone the faster and, and, the, ball, and the, faster the ball comes in you know ball go far as they say in, in the major leagues um so i, I think otani you know will really distinguish himself and, and he's on a hall of fame track you oh, know but so but, is judge but he's but, but they have to play right they right they, they just have to play another seven they're, they're not plus. They're, they, both of them need at least five seasons of extreme production and probably seven to eight good seasons otani might be able to do it with less just because if he puts up like a five, six year peak of doing this as both a batter and a pitcher, it's kind of hard not to put him in there just because you have to go like literally no one's ever done this before, but he has to kind of go in the Hall of Fame for that. Right. And and I think, you know, Judge, who's already, like I say, 31, you have to think about he's going to have to stat up and hit. 40 homers plus a year for another four, for another four or five years if in order then, to get there i think a, yeah then i'll be good yeah, but he's going to need to do that in order to make it there but uh, so so we're not trying to say one is 
better than the other. Eras are really hard to compare, right? So at least compared to his peers, there's nobody who will ever it, be it, like Ruth it, again. Eras actually get harder to compare as you compare the statistical outliers in them. If you're comparing the 1920s era to 2020s, it's probably not a good idea to use Babe Ruth because he didn't compare to anybody in the 1920s. In his own area. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Thanks for listening. Subscribe to our podcast on your favorite platform. Follow us on Twitter at Almost Cool. 